I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. This is CJ Pearson, Uncensored. People like Joe Biden can say the things that they do because they have people like Stacey Abrams that defend them from the criticism when they say it. And that is just so sickening. While people like me, Candace Owens, Brandon Tatum, all these other black conservatives were called every name in the book. What's up, guys? CJ Pearson here. Welcome back to CJ Pearson Uncensored, episode 32. Uh, guys, this is actually going to be a really fun episode. You know, I we... Went to the drawing board this past week. It's talking to my guy, Rob, uh, who's our producer. Uh, you probably heard me talk about him in the credits of each show. But you've not actually gotten to meet Rob. And guys, you, you literally have to meet Rob. I, I don't know why you haven't, but we're going to start doing more episodes where me and Rob are just having a conversation. Just a conversation, bro to bro, just talking about all this crazy stuff going on all across the country. Because guys... As you know, and as we talk about every single week, there just simply isn't a shortage of that stuff going on in this country. It's We talk about it every week, so I know for a fact there is not uh, like a shortage of any of that stuff, right? And so me and Rob are just going to be having a good conversation about all that, all those cool stories today are cool. That's used loosely. Some of this stuff is just batshit crazy. But Rob, thanks so much for being here today. Uh, well, you have to be here, Rob. So... This show is going to get produced. Absolutely. Night. So I guess thanks for contributing today. How are oh, you doing? Oh, man. I am living the dream watching the train wreck that is America just keep yeah. rolling down the hill. And eventually <laughs> right. it's just going to explode and it's going to be terrible. You know, and it's so bad because it's like it's such a train wreck and you we all know it's a train wreck and we all know it's very bad and that this is just scary. But it's like one of those train wrecks that you just can't take your attention away no. from it's like it's so bad that you just can't stop looking at it. you're like damn like i hope someone pushes the emergency brake because like but should it be me because like maybe america needs to learn this lesson right like right now like maybe they need to learn that if they continue to elect senile leaders like joe biden who literally doesn't know his own name but apparently some whatever these people are, wherever these people are, thought it was fitting for him to be the leader of the free world. Maybe we like, maybe this is what God needed us for us to learn. Right. Like, I don't that know. would be the cruelest joke ever played by a deity, by God to say, Hey, you, right. maybe America needs to learn their lesson. Let's let this empty vessel of a man who is completely right. running a bottom up administration where, I mean, think about this last week. He, consecrated Juneteenth as a national holiday, right? Yeah. You go back a year before 
during the campaign, he didn't even know what Juneteenth was. He was confusing yeah. Juneteenth with Tulsa and Black Wall Street. So yeah. you mean to tell me that in a year's time, all of a sudden Juneteenth became that important to you? Yeah. Well, see, Rob, the problem is that's the issue with only having one black friend at a time, right? <laughs> you never get to really have those substantive conversations. So four years ago or eight years ago, his black friend was Obama. And I guess Obama kind of gave him the cold shoulder, of course. Remember, he didn't even endorse him until uh, until he was the nominee, I'm pretty sure. Pretty crazy to think about considering, you know, you served with this guy for eight years. You know him better than anyone. Kind of like if you think he should be leader of the free world, if anyone knows that he should be leading the free world. It's going to be the guy that he was kind of the supporting actor for, the supporting guy for, for eight years, Barack Obama. But even Obama was like, oh, I don't really know if I want to attach my name to this until it's absolutely necessary. Um, but also now he's found a new black friend. And of course now Kamala Harris is only black when it's convenient for her. You know, at first she was Indian when it got her elected in uh, San Francisco. Then she was Asian. And then now she's black because of course black, first black female uh, vice president, or you could really, I guess, say president if you really want to be real about it, right? Um, who, by the way, today finally decided that she is going to go to the border, like the job that like Joe Biden gave her said, hey, the border is your issue, um, which is a cruel thing within itself, right? Like he knew what's happening on our border was a shit show. And people call it the border crisis, but I, I don't even think that's an accurate description. This is a border creation. The left is feeding off of this chaos. They want these people here. They want these people here because they realize that people in this country don't want to pay these terrible gas prices. They see the empty shell of a man that Joe Biden has, as you rightfully described him, and they're not going to keep voting for this type of stuff. But they realize that maybe, just maybe, they can brainwash these, these folks who are just rushing our borders, storming our borders, into doing so. So they want it to happen. They're creating this chaos because they thrive off of it. But the point is that Kamala Harris it was given this one job. Like, it's literally like, like, like you have one job. Like, literally one job. Go handle the border. She doesn't even go until Donald Trump says he's going. Isn't it crazy that, like, literally, like, he's not even president anymore, and he's literally bullying the left into submission? Like, that's insane. He lives rent-free in the left's head, and it's spectacular and scary all at the same time. It's great because during his four years as president, I found him to be the most entertaining president we have had in modern history with, with the tweets and the fake news and the catchphrases and the way that he would always troll the left. It was great. And they can't let that go. And so when Trump yeah. says, Hey, I'm going to go visit the border. Kamala is saying, feel up the jet. We're going. I, but then you yeah. find out she's not even going to the right place on the border. Yeah, right. You're going right. to El Paso that, to what? Hang yeah, out with like, Beto and play guitar? Yeah, literally, right? Like, what are you actually going to do? Like, And she may not even be going to the border. I think we're giving her too much credit. I actually passed, you know, guys, I just moved to Atlanta a few weeks ago. We didn't have these back in Augusta. We did definitely didn't have these back in Tuscaloosa. But there's this restaurant called On the Border, like Tex-Mex. And so, literally, we're all assuming that, you know, Kamala's going to go down, you know, go see all the coyotes, all these things, go see the actual problem, go to these little, uh, these camps that our administration has these children sleeping in that, of course, people would like you to believe only happened during the Trump administration, but any person who actually took the time to look into the issue know that these happened long before. 
uh, and really are a creation of, of the fact that, you know, these people just rush our borders and they think that, well, America doesn't have laws. Why don't they think that? Because you have people literally inviting them, rolling out the red carpet, saying we don't have laws. And so a part of me is like, damn, like we need to hold these people accountable. A country without borders is a country not at all. But at the same time, it's like, are, should we really be all that confused about how these folks are getting this impression that we like are okay with them invading our borders? Like, literally, you have the rhetoric coming from Kamala, who just recently decided to say, do not come. Guess, imagine if Donald Trump had said some stuff like that. Do not come. Like, sure, he did say it, and he said it for four years, but what was he called every time he did say it, right? He was called a xenophobe. He was called a racist. He was called anti-Hispanic, anti-this, anti-that. Just flatly a racist, a white supremacist. So what does that make Kamala? Because I'm confused. Like, do those descriptors only apply when Republicans address border yes. issues? Because it's like, like what, like, Make it make sense. Like, make it make sense. Let's see. If I were to try to make it make sense, I would have to completely turn my brain off, take it out of my head, throw it in, uh, throw it on the highway, and let a few cars run it over. I think yeah. the way that it works is when Trump or a Republican says it, they're xenophobic, they're racist. And when, a, when Kamala Harris says it, you know, it's – Look, she's not really saying don't come. She's saying come through. You can come, but go through the proper process. Republicans yeah. make it sound like they don't want you here, period, whether it's legal or not. That's yeah. how they spin it. Right. Right. Even though, like, you've never heard a Republican say, like, hey, well, you've heard, you know, there's some folks who, yeah, the party's diverse. But, like, the vast majority of Republicans are just like, hey, like, you can come, but come here the right way. Like, that's simply what we expect, what we want to see. But you hit the nail on the head. When Republicans talk about border security, we're xenophobic. But when they talk about border security, they are talking about border security. But also, too, when we're talking about being pro-woman, we're anti-LGBT. We'll talk about that story right after the break. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. We're vibing, Rob. We're Absolutely. Vibing. Guys, welcome back to CJ Pearson Uncensored. So you probably saw the story about the female quote I, I don't know to say that in quotes I, I don't i guess i gotta be politically correct wait no this is called cj pierce uncensored no we're just gonna be truthful here so this new zealand weightlifter weightlifter will be the first openly trans competitor at the olympics now guys people that have been paying attention have been forecasting this reality for a very very long time um the fact that you would have folks 
I randomly decide they're going to identify as a man, which is actually the case with this particular athlete who apparently not until their 30s decided that you were just going to start transitioning. Now, I've got to say, you know, I'm against the entire idea of children converting or transitioning or whatever the verbiage is um, because it's wrong, you know, right, right? Like, you know, frontal lobe isn't even developed until you're like your mid-20s, right? So the idea that you should give or empower a six-year-old child to go snip, snip is child abuse. Uh, it's dumb. And three, it's sick. But also, too, I would think that if this is something that you've been grappling with and whatnot, if you know that you're trans and whatnot, you're not going to wait until your 30s. And you're definitely not going to wait until you've competed in the Olympics or attempted to compete in the Olympics time and again, got rejected from the trials. You weren't good enough. You didn't make the cut competing against biological men just like yourself. And so you decide that, well, damn, maybe it's time for me to switch up. Maybe it's time for me to try something new. Maybe it's time, Rob. For me to identify as a woman. Oh, absolutely. Like what? Like, yeah. What? I, I mean, all you got to do is just look at the weightlifting records for women and say, I can do that. <laughs> I mean, and have you seen the weightlifter in question here? Yeah, man. That is, oh, that is one beautiful woman. That is a beautiful woman Ooh. with armpit hair. Yeah. And everything, oh, the total package. She brings, she brings uh, the, the phrase built different in a uh, whole new light. I'm currently looking at a picture of her while we taught. Yeah, Def yeah, interesting. Uh, interesting. And to add something to what you were saying about kids going through the transitions, yeah. number four, the fourth point is there's a lot of buyer's remorse. There's been studies. Now, of course, if you come out and say that, you're transphobic. But there's been a lot of studies that have come out saying there's a lot of buyer's remorse where people actually regret transitioning and then wish they can go back. Yeah. So you have that to deal with as well. Yeah. And you see with that. This, trans around... this transgender weightlifter. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, it's all about getting that fame, getting that glory, knowing that there's no way in hell you could have competed against the men. Yeah. And that's like so sick within itself. It's like you have the left who literally like pride themselves being so pro-woman, so like, uh, so feminist, so pro-equality when it comes to these things. But you literally have like women's sports being under direct threat by people who are just insufficient before. Like they just were not good enough to compete at the same level of biological men. And all of a sudden they're like, well, I'm just going to switch it up. And I finally decide to identify um, as, a, as a female and that's how I'm going to compete. And the, I, and the IOC rules, the International Olympic Committee rules, are absolutely crazy. So basically they say that the only requirement is that once you declare that your, your gender identity, and this is declare, there's no, like, process, no, like, you know, I guess, conversion therapy you even have to go through prior to this declaration. You just declare. You can't change the status of your gender for four years. So basically, you theoretically, I guess, you could say, I'm a female, you win the gold, you know, as a female Olympian, you, 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 you kill it. Right. But you're like, damn, maybe I'm actually really good. I'm maybe I'm really good now. Like maybe I can go like do it as a man. Now you can't do that for another four years, but you could do that. So four years later, you can decide, well, you know, the, these girls, it's, it's too easy. Like, you know, I need to go back. I need to, and then you decide you're going to compete as a male again. Like that and then is you the get your ass stomped. This. Like this is crazy. Like this is actually yeah. like is unwell. Like it's on well. Yeah. And it's not just in the Olympics. You have it filtering down to 
collegiate sports, which what about Title IX? What happened to Title IX? Why is that not a thing when we talk about transgenders in sports? Because I thought we were all about protecting women's sports. That's why we have Title IX. So the scholarship things get distributed evenly between the girls' sports and the boys' sports. What happened here? And then you have it going on in high school as well. You have transgenders competing against females in track and field and things like that. And they're setting state records. Yeah. And we've had this issue in Texas for years now with a wrestler. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. And you, but what's, what's incredible about it, I think is that you're starting to finally see women's at women athletes, biological women athletes really just start to say like, we're not okay with this. Like we're fed up with this too. Now they're getting attacked. They're being called transphobic privileged, whatever. Um, but they're finally saying like this is this is only going to go on as long as we allow and if we don't band together and protect our sport we're never going to win again right because what's going to stop every man in the world who's feeling a little bit down on their luck want to feel exceptional want to say damn i want to compete in the olympics today let me go identify as a woman right like what's going to stop them from doing that and that's just it, it's it's just insane this is 2021 like wow Absolutely wow. This is that clown car that no one can just stop watching. And it's it's of no surprise to me. No surprise. Like literally for the past four years, you know, people were so blinded by everything that was going on. You know, all the lies that the media spread about Donald Trump, about his administration, about the fact that this was the guy who created the lowest black unemployment rate in our nation's history. This was the, the guy that created a record number of jobs. This was the guy who had record gains in the stock market. They somehow convinced Americans to believe that America was going downhill, that America was going bad, um, and that we needed a change in direction. A change in direction so drastic that we were going to put our country, our nation, our nuclear arsenal in the hands of Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Like, what? Like, this is not, no. Like, this is how bad it is. And the thing is, is like, you, you, you talked about it. Like, Donald Trump lives rent-free in these people's heads. And he, and he always will. And so much so, it's why they can't drop this entire January 6th thing. Because not only are they so hell-bent on punching the president, they're hell-bent on punching everyone who supported mm -hmm. him. Oh, right? Yeah. There's some new news on this January 6th front that we're going to dive in. Just really talk about not only just the news here, but just the sheer pettiness of everyone involved in this. Like this is this is getting out of hand. This is getting out of hand. We'll catch up right after the break. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival, presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean, Keith Urban, Jelly Roll, 
Old Dominion, Lady A, Riley Green, Ashley McBride, Brothers Osborne, Walker Hayes, all hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th, stream only on Hulu, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Well, guys, welcome back. Uh, so, new news out today. So, as many of you know, a few, I think a month or so ago, the Democrats sought to create an independent commission to look into January 6th, why it happened. And what's confusing to me about this is that, guys, we all literally know what happened on January 6th. People stormed the Capitol. We've seen countless videos of that. That's wrong. I've condemned it. You know, that violence is, is never excusable, especially... When it comes to political speech, like it should not have happened. The reality of it is, is that we all know that it happened. We all know why it happened. People were upset about the election. People were upset about uh, the appearance of fraud and improprieties. They and 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 honestly, there's a reason for that for them to be upset. Now, is that the way to channel your frustration? No, I, I'm not going to say I'm not going to endorse it or whatever. But we know why it happened. So when the left continues to spin this like narrative, like this bad faith narrative of like, we need to find out why it happened. Like people are starting to realize this is like bullshit. Like, you know why it happened. So what is the point of creating this committee? Like Rob, like what is literally like, what's possibly going through like Nancy Pelosi's mind on this? Oh, it's all about just shining a light on conservatives or on Republicans, Trump supporters saying that these people are domestic terrorists these people are the enemy to every freedom loving citizen of america and these people need to be put in their place so they do not challenge us again it's all about grabbing control through the bullshittiest means possible yeah and it's like and it's also too it's like it's it's so bad because it's bigger than like like you just said on like it's bigger than the president they literally want to label half of america uh, and on the further record a record number of americans because donald trump received more support than any incumbent president in American history on this past election, uh, a record number of Americans with all being somehow domestic terrorists. We're all terrorists because we love America. I guess listen to country music and have a Trump flag. That all makes us domestic. Oh, watch out. That Um, triggers that New York times writer, Mara Gay. Ooh, yeah. That's triggering too many American flags. Like, like we live in clown world, like absolute clown world. Like, the fact that like you can even go on TV and then say with even a little bit of conviction and seriousness with a straight face that like over the weekend I saw so many American flags that it made me uncomfortable and it made me uneasy. Well then get out of the country. Like literally like just go, leave. Like this is America. You will see American flags. Welcome to the USA. Like literally what do you expect? And if it's such a racist emblem and all that good stuff, then go somewhere else where the flag isn't that to you. Where are you going to go? Are you going to go back to Africa? No. Where it's they too literally hot. sold people into slavery? Like, most racist thing I can imagine, right? Like, so it's like, literally these people, like, this is, this is, this is the... This is the like the the other side of us being the greatest country in the world, right? Of of being American of American exceptional and being a thing. It creates privilege. Now, people on the left they want to talk about white privilege and all this stuff. I want to talk about American privilege, right? The fact that we are so bored because we are so privileged. We have access to so much stuff, access to an education, and you know, to our access to healthcare, all this stuff, access to freedom, liberty. We are so comfortable 
that we find it upon ourselves to create issues for ourselves that aren't even issues. The idea that like, again, like go back to the sex change for little kids, like apparently that's an issue. Pronouns, preferred pronouns. Why is they now a pronoun? Like, since when was they ever used to refer to someone as like a, like a singular person? Like, that's just not grammatically correct. Like, we are literally creating problems for ourselves because we are bored. <laughs> like, that's like that crazy ex-girlfriend that everyone has, or I guess not everyone, but maybe that crazy ex-boyfriend who they would literally get bored and they would literally just create an argument out of thin air because they were bored. They had nothing to do, nothing going on with their own life. It was just so dry and depressing and boring that they wanted to literally ruin your day because it brought excitement to theirs. That's what leftists wake up in the morning doing. Like they're just so bored, so discontent. They're obviously not getting excited by that. Oh my, oh my God. I don't even know how to describe him. Like I, I admit, I'll, call, I'll call him Mr. President. They don't get excited by him, right? They're not, they're not excited by Kamala because Kamala hasn't had that, that moment where she's going to just assume the wings and be president. So it's like, they're just like griping, griping about literally stuff that does not exist. Like, oh my God, like, what are they, these people need a Xanax? They need to do, you know what we need to do, Rob? We need to talk to the folks in the front office about getting a Xanax promo code mm-hmm. so that we can literally give one to AOC Give one to that New York Times writer who gets triggered by all of these uh, American flags and and, and, every, and everyone else who, like, when you don't call them the right pronoun, when you don't call them the plural pronoun, all of these things, they just want to burn, burn things to the fucking ground. We need a Xanax promo. Absolutely. Code. I don't know who we need to talk to. I don't know who, I don't know who we need to talk to, Rob, but we need to get one of those because they need it. We need Xanax Rob, sponsorship. It. Not we need CBD sponsorship. We need weed sponsorship. <laughs> Just bring all of these chill out products our way and yeah. it's all good because that's what Even they need. Even like some natural stuff. If we want to like, uh, what's that stuff that they, uh, they, 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 uh, they light and you do it to get like all the evil spirits out. You know like about? Jasmine incense. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. All the incense, you know, get them some vapor, some vapor rub, just something to relax. You know, when I was sick and I was a little kid, you know, my mom would always, you know, she thought this would cure every cold. She would get like Vaseline, that vapor, vapor magnet and just rub it on my, and like, I gotta say, it did calm me down. It did make an unrestful night a lot more restful. So maybe that's what they need. Yes. Maybe, maybe that's all we need. We don't even need the Xanax sponsorship or the Xanax program. Maybe we just need like that vapor thing like and we can just yeah like so guys if you're listening now literally just yeah like i don't know get help your oh, i don't know maybe a therapy I'm, I'm just trying to be creative we really got we're going to loop in the advertising department over at iheart on this issue um we'll get in touch with them and hopefully by next episode i will have some promo code absolutely um for you guys to share with your uh, liberal classmates your liberal relatives because i know they're going through it guys this is it's, just from a, like a blood pressure perspective too. Like I know, like I'm 18. Like I don't got to think about my blood pressure. I don't even know what my blood pressure is. Uh, hopefully it's good, I guess. But like, um, but like from a blood pressure perspective, like it is, it cannot be healthy to get so strung out over problems that literally do not exist every single day. It cannot be healthy to get so strung out by a man that is literally banned 
from the internet. Banned from the internet. No Twitter, no Facebook, no YouTube, no Instagram, but still, he is a man that's on your mind. Like, he is the ex-boyfriend that they cannot quit. <laughs> yes. Like, literally cannot quit. Absolutely. That's exactly what he is. And Like, Nancy Pelosi is literally in the middle of the night texting Donald Trump, you up. Like, that's what's going on. Mm-hmm. And, and sending him pictures. You know, <laughs> hoping to entice him. I mean, or he's sending her. Poor Donald. Or, Poor Donald. Yeah. Who Poor wants Donald. to see that? I hope Nancy is oh. not God. Oh my God. No. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is a bit, oh. You know, but Jesus. The, it seems like their strategy in terms of quote leading unquote would be let's create as much chaos and as much division as humanly possible because they play the, the micro identity politics perfectly. Yeah. Everybody gets put into these itty bitty little boxes that, and this little box is what defines you. Yeah. Well, guess what? There's a whole lot more people in America that don't want to be identified like that. Because, hey, we're all about, are you a good person? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Do you treat, are, are you a dick? No. So you're good. You're good. You're cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, it does for people like me, it doesn't matter who you sleep with. If you're gay, straight, doesn't matter. Are you a good person? All right. You're cool with me. I don't need to know about your bedroom life. You don't need to know about mine. We're all good. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, but that doesn't work for them. Yeah. And they refuse to acknowledge, like, that's the way that most of America is. Like, I couldn't care less if someone is gay. Honestly, I couldn't care less if someone is trans. I think that it's just wrong for you to go and say, well, I'm going to go compete in a sport where, let's, you know, they love to say follow the science, that scientifically I'm going to be better at because genetically and just muscle strength, all those things, like, they are a factor. They are real. It's biology. It's simple. Like, that's the thing. I cannot care less about the personal decisions that people make in their life. It doesn't matter to me. And so for them to like create these issues that like America is just this wholly racist nation when like I'm pretty like, actual statistics about the waning enrollment, like the KKK is really having registration problems. They're literally gonna have to start admitting black people for them to like get back to the numbers that they used to be. Like they're gonna have to start making some affirmative action hires, like, because like it's just not working for them. They are waning, they're a dying organization. Now is racism still out there? Yes. But to, paint this facade or this like or to to tell this fallacy that depicts america as like everywhere you go you're just encounter racism every room that you walk into it's number one grossly cynical heavily inaccurate and just like irrepresentative of the american in which we live in today it's not the 1960s it's 2021 well when you have the when you have the elected leader elected in quotes of course of the country saying that the greatest threat to the country to the homeland, not to the homeland, but to the homeland <laughs> is white supremacy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. But, but Rob, a year ago it was climate change though, right? And that science is settled. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny how the biological science and the COVID science evolve. Yeah. But the climate change science is settled. Yeah. To fit their narrative. But like what we've seen is that the left is willing to evolve into anything as long as the polling suggested, that's what they should do, right? So it's like, even this week, it's like you saw from like Stacey Abrams, like literally goes on TV and says, I've always supported voter ID. Since when have you supported voter ID? Like you literally have called voter ID racist. You have pretended as if black people are too damn stupid to figure out how we go get an ID. 
Yeah, like we don't have a driver's license. We don't have like any type of student card. We don't have any of these acceptable forms of ID, a birth certificate. We don't have a social security card. We don't have any of that because apparently black people in Stacey Abrams' eyes and the eyes of white liberals were just too stupid to figure out how to get an ID. So I guess that means we also are too stupid or, or too broke to get on a plane, right? Because when I go through mm -hmm. TSA, they ask me for my ID. And I have my ID because if I don't have my ID, guess what? I'm not riding a plane that day, right? I'm not able to go see my family. I'm not able to go conduct business. I'm not able to go get things done. And I have an ID so that I, so that I can do that. But you also need an ID to go smoke. You need an ID to go buy drinks. And so you're telling me that the integrity of our elections isn't as important as your ability to go buy a 12-pack of beer? Like, How do you buy a car? Yeah, right? Like... Literally every adult function <laughs> that exists, you need literally an ID to go do. And they are apparently like, and it gets even worse when you actually just sit back and analyze actually the, like the low key and subtle racism of all of this. Right. Cause it's like, like I just said, every adult function that you do for the most part, you need an ID. So they now saying that black people are incapable of performing most adult functions because we're unable to get the requisite materials needed to perform such functions like an ID. You can't even get on the internet, according to Joe Biden. Right, yeah. I mean, now let me ask you, how are we recording this right now? Yeah, yeah. Did you, did you upload your how we made it Through something called the yeah, internet. right. And with you being a young black male, you figured out how to get on yeah. the internet. Yeah. So are you now no longer yeah. black? In the eyes of Joe yeah. Biden. And according to Joe, too, it's like apparently black people don't have any lawyers or accountants, but we can't start businesses. So, you know, it's that's also it's just like it's just like the bigotry of low expectations is a very real thing. And it's like and it's just it's a shame that you that you that people like Joe Biden can say the things that they do because they have people like Stacey Abrams that defend them from the criticism when they say it. And that is just so sickening because it's just like these people are the people that they uplift us for pro-black, pro-black empowerment, all of these things. While people like me, Candace Owens, Brandon Tatum, all these other black conservatives, we're called every name in the book. We're a sellout. You know, we're, we're abandoning our own people. We're betraying our community. When all actuality, we're just saying, no, I just believe that we deserve a lot more credit than we've been given from these folks on the left. I believe that I can get an ID. I actually have one in my wallet right now. I believe that my grandmother can. I believe that my mother can. I believe that every person I know in my family either has an ID or if they wanted one, they could go get one. Maybe I just believe a little bit too much in the black community. Or maybe, going back to what I just said, none of this is actually even a real, a real issue. Maybe getting access to an ID isn't even a real problem. Maybe it's actually just something they created. Something to rile us up, something to divide us, something to make us feel as if the unrelenting fight against racism will never end. Because that's the reality Absolutely. that they want. They want us to think that we'll never fulfill Martin Luther King's dream. Because the more they think that we have to continue to fight these injustices that don't exist or continue to advocate for these social justice causes that aren't really all that real, that's how they maintain their power. Preying on people's emotions preying on their illogical functions and just pushing them to think with their heart and not their brain. And that is how we'll lose this country. And I'm pretty sure we'll be back here next week talking about the very same thing, just in a different way. 
Same extension of the same issue, though. Non-issues that are portrayed by the media as catastrophic problems simply because it serves a process of the left to divide our country and to make America seem like the sky is falling every single day. But you have to eventually ask yourself, the sky is falling every single day, and there's a Democrat in the White House. A Democrat controls uh, the House of Representatives. Democrats have a lot of influence. Democrats control the Senate. Forgot about that. Democrats control Congress and the White House. They've got the trifecta. If the sky is falling every single day, when do we start blaming the people that are in charge right now? Or I guess we'll never have that accountability. I guess we won't. Well, Rob, thank you. Thank you so much. Guys, I'm so excited uh, to be testing out this new format. I hope you guys like it. Definitely hit us with some feedback. I'd love to um, hear you guys' thoughts on what you want to hear more, topics you want us to cover, and all of that good stuff. And we're going to be here every single week. Actually, no, we're going to be here more these days coming up. You know, we'll, we're going to start doing two episodes a week, looking at Mondays and Fridays. Not next week, but the following week, we'll be rolling those Monday episodes out. Um, so stay tuned for that. We're going to have a lot more exciting guests on board. We're going to have more conversations just like this. Just us, just having a talk, just like talking through all this craziness because like, guys, I feel like if we don't talk through it, like how are we actually going to get through it? But yeah, so expect those conversations more right here on CJ Pearson on Center, where you can listen to us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, every single Friday, and then very, very soon, every single Monday. Until then, I'll see you guys next week. Hey guys, CJ Pearson here. Join us right here on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts for the same hard-hitting truth, because we'll never stop fighting for you. Right here on CJ Pearson Uncensored. C.J. Pearson Uncensored, part of the Gingrich 360 Network. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. The biggest stars in country music will be taking the stage at our 2024 iHeart Country Festival. Presented by Capital One. Jason Aldean. Keith Urban. Jelly Roll. Old Dominion. Lady A. Riley Green. Ashley McBride. Brothers Osborne. Walker Hayes. All hosted by Bobby Bones at Austin's Moody Center. Saturday, May 4th. Stream only on Hulu. Starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific.